The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's Pharrell on the bench, coast to coast, in the biggest way possible, hanging out. A bad seat, a bird, a bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad attitude, bad taste, bad lot, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Magic City Studios in the Pharrell Palatial, right across the river and through the woods from where Granny's getting ready to make me salmon for dinner with baked potatoes. But before she does, she said she wanted to smoke a big fatty of the Mac Burger OG in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh, people dressing plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do. But all my friends that come around, fight to fight the party of rats on the west side, bed bugs up down with a mess, it's tied to tatter, my brain splattered all over my hands, should do be shake it up. Your boy Bichette with a three run bomb today and a four zip lead over the Rays in T Town. Cam Stewart drinking beverages already with the Jays rolling to the playoffs. A birthday roll call for you. Gaylord Perry, 83. I was like, is he still alive? That is awesome. Pete Carroll, 70. You'd never know it. Dan Marino, legend, 60. I used to go watch him play at Pitt every Saturday up on the hill in Oakland where you can get shanked. Ernest Biner, 59 today. Sherman Douglas, 55 double nickels. Mike Malone, Nuggets coach. The big 5-0 hitting the back nine. Jason Terry, 44. Patty Marlowe, 42. David Deal, my boy, the old G-man lineman, 41. Mike Dunleavy Jr., 41. How about that? One more Dennis Schroeder who left bags of money in Lipstick City and got nothing in Boston. There you go, kid. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Urban Meyer says, fat chance on him going to USC. How do you believe a word that ever comes out of that guy's mouth? James Franklin wants a loud atmosphere in Happy Valley Saturday night. Yeah, before he leaves for the USC job. He wants to have one last good season in Happy Valley. Everybody thinks he's getting that job with the men of Troy. Bama defensive back Jordan Battle lets everybody know his favorite Nick Saban saying, we got that for you. Plus, we'll break down all the best games. Miami, Michigan State, Minnesota, Rado, Nevada, Kansas State, Georgia Tech, Clemson, Florida State, Wake. USC, Washington State, you got Mississippi State playing Memphis, South Carolina, Georgia, Iowa State, and UNLV all evolving rapidly. Plus, your boy Scoop Mish on the show today. Craig Mish getting involved with the baseball segment on C2C. Matt Paris covers the Washington football team. They're playing the G-Men on Thursday night, tomorrow night. 
We'll break that game down for you. Talk about their quarterback situation with Mr. Heineken. Fresh, cold beverages of Heine Light. Joe Judge believes the giant O-line can turn it around. They looked awful. Heineken ready to start tomorrow night. We got that for you. Tomlin knows the Steelers have to worry about Darren Waller on Sunday. Pharrell's going to be there at the catch-up bottle for the Raiders and Steelers. They're probably going to get me to go live on the grid from Pittsburgh. I don't know if I know how to do that, though, on the cell phone. I really don't, particularly if we're all baked. Are we on the air right now? Check one, two. Check one, two. Steelers are showing interest in UNC quarterback Sam Howell. Jesus, they might as well sign my daughter. She's got a better arm than that three-pick trash they got down there in Chapel Hill. Raiders guard Denzel Good will miss the rest of the season with an ACL injury. I don't even know who that is. I just wanted to say that at this point of the show. Bruce Arians won't take the Falcons lightly. Then again, everyone takes the Falcons lightly, like I did against the Birds last week with a sweet cover. Dan Campbell doesn't mind if assistants chew out players, particularly if they suck as bad as Akuda. <laughs> you know what's great about this show? We just destroy everyone. We welcome our radio affiliates, all of them. We're very excited to have you all here today. Carver High, particularly excited about the Mighty Year 1090 in San Diego. He wants to become a professional pot grower and surfer with me in his later years because he's sick of being a father. He's had it with diapers, babysitters, and stressed out wives. He wants to smoke weed and surf and chase bikinis, but we'll do that later on another show. Uh, anyway, uh, we also welcome Sirius, uh, Sports Map, Sports Byline, all of you. Congratulations. Aaron Rodgers blames a shot in his package for his first interception last Sunday. It always hurts getting a taw tap. Odell Beckham Jr. won't play against Houston. We got the players of the week on both conferences. Calvin Johnson says the Lions owe him a bunch of money. And he's not happy about it. No wonder he's a quitter. Cubs beat the Philly 6-3. Joe Girardi's on the show today. David Bell the Reds is on the show today. The Pirates beat him. Uh, the Giants beat the Padres 6-1. The French Tingler back on the show today. Cards beat the Mets 7-6-11. and 11. Mike Schultz says the Cards can't look back now because they got a playoff spot all of a sudden. We got your wild card standings. We got the East standings in the National League. Dodgers beat the D-backs. Abor Max Muncy, home run number 33. They clinched a playoff spot for the ninth straight year. Kyle Schwarber, a three-run double for the Red Sox. They doubled up the Mariners last night. Yankees hit five home runs. We got Aaron Judge and Aaron Boone on the show today for you. All very exciting. Rays beat the Jays 2-zip. They're losing to them today, so it doesn't matter. We got your AL wild card standings. Joe Madden wishes he was still in Chicago. Bet they loved hearing that today in Anaheim. That he still wishes he was the Cubs manager. Uh, you got to get the foot out of your mouth or your arse before you start saying things like that, right? Yelich giving away 10,000 tickets for the series against the Cardinals in Brewtown. We got tonight's games. Uh, DeShambo's hands are wrecked from a long drive training session he's been having in North Carolina, hitting a big ball. Uh, new PGA season starts tomorrow in California. I'm still trying to figure out. How the hell is that possible? I thought they always started in Hawaii. How are they starting the season? And now all of a sudden the Ryder Cup is next week. I'm sick of golf. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Oh. 
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. things I highly recommend. A, a bidet. It's the greatest thing that will ever happen to you uh, going to the toilet. B, uh, follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid and at TV. You get all the line changes, odds, everything, news, skinny scoop. I mean, it is just comforting to know that we're there for you on the grid. All right, Carver High. Urban Meyer says he's not taking the USC job. I bet he would have. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, he would have taken that job in five seconds if they would have fired him after last season. Yeah, I do believe that if USC would have got his hands on him in early December before the Jacksonville Jaguar job got open, that he would have absolutely took it. Here's him today. Now, this is what I like. These guys, they're ruthless down in Jacksonville, Scotty. They get right to the point when Urban Meyer gets to the podium today. Forget about getting ready for the Broncos. Forget about any of that. Right away. Are you taking the USC job? Here's Urban Meyer. Uh, unfortunately for you, some rumors came out yesterday connecting you to the USC job. I just, just want to give you the opportunity to refute it so that I can put it to bed. No, no chance. Committed to try to build an organization. Yeah. There you go. So, um, first of all, I've never believed a word that came out of that guy's mouth. Even when he said he was sick, I didn't believe him. Uh, when he said he wanted to spend more time with his family, I really didn't believe him. Uh, and I don't believe him now. But I don't think in reality that they have the stones. They've not proved that once in the last decade that they have the stones, USC, with their crappy athletic department. That's what they've had, a disaster. Lynn Swan and everything else, it's been embarrassing so you're going to tell me they're going to go in and pluck him out of that contract with Saad in Jacksonville that he signed to coach in the NFL? I don't even think they're smart enough to pull it off. I don't think he has an out either that says he can go to USC. I just don't believe it. I think they are fishing in other waters, Mike. Yeah, I think they're going to be fishing in other waters too. Uh, it was good of Urban to go out today and just basically – Say there's no chance of it happening. Leave me alone. I've got to go 2-15 and 15 with the Jaguars this year. Let's stay with more college football. Penn State and Auburn, big game on Saturday night at Happy Valley, Scotty. James Franklin, the Penn State head coach. He wants a very loud atmosphere, and he's even willing to help everybody out the next morning with a little relief if it, is, uh, if it does hurt their throat a little bit. Here's Franklin. I am uh, willing um, to... Uh to buy uh, throat lozenges um, on Sunday uh, for the entire fan base, if that means that we have the most challenging environment uh, in all of sports. Um, Chris, what's what's like what's one of the most common throat lozenger uh, Ricola. companies? No. Ricola. 
Halls. Yeah. So I'm willing to buy halls uh, for everybody that loses their voice on on Saturday. Um, (laughs) Halls, uh, we'd appreciate your support with this as well. I mean, honestly, Paul's mental lifter sucks. <laughs> Ricola rocks. I mean, you could have a Ricola even if you're just smoking a fatty and it tastes good. The lemon drop Ricola, are you kidding me? And those Swiss chicks up in the mountain. It's like, I mean, beautiful combination. The hills are alive with the sound of music. First of all, I think that guy, as I said in the open of the show, I think he's a guy that USC is interested in for sure. And... I said this yesterday. I actually think he'd be making a mistake going to USC and leaving Penn State. I think Penn State has a better football program, and I think they play better football, and I think they play in bigger games, and I think they matter more in college football right now than USC has in 20 years. And that's all there is to it. I do not disagree with you. I think that he stays in Happy Valley, especially at this point. And now maybe he can get a couple of his players a little NIL deal with Halls. Uh, I knew that you weren't going to go with Halls as soon as he, before he ramped it up. You're a Ricola guy. I knew that going in. Alabama now, of course, big battle with Florida coming up on Saturday. Let's hear from Alabama defensive back Jordan Battle. Now, why would we hear from him? Well, because one of the reporters yesterday asked him for his favorite Nick Saban saying. Let's hear what young Jordan had to say, Scotty. Yeah, I've asked a couple of the other older guys about this, but do you have a favorite saying that Saban has, one of his little coaching, uh, you know, quips he has? Uh, not that I can think of right now because he has so many, but there there are a few I like, and um, he always talking about touch D's or, or or you know, uh, suck uh, suck on D's or all that. <laughs> Charlie. I think it's encouraging. It was like, <laughs> so loud, I can't use the catch. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to follow that one up. That's the best thing Look that out. happened to me in a week, right there. <laughs> that was absolutely. And you, and you heard like whoever it was, the SID or somebody was on the side. And as soon as he said, they were like, oh, like they made like a little noise over there on the side. We got to calm Jordan down here during this. All right. Yesterday, I gave you some of the bigger matchups. For week number three coming up this weekend. Let's take a look at some more, Scotty. As we're only at Wednesday, we're getting closer and closer to Saturday college football. Here we go. Michigan and Miami. The U now laying under a touchdown. Scotty, back in mid-June, they had a look-ahead line for this game. It was around 15. Now six and a half with Sparty coming south to take on the Hurricanes. Minnesota and Colorado. P.J. Fleck traveling to the mountains, and he's getting two and a half. Nevada with Carson Strong. One-and-a-half-point favorites at Kansas State this Saturday. Georgia Tech and Clemson, minus 28-and-a-half. Florida State and Wake Forest, we talked about this yesterday on Coast to Coast. They're getting four-and-a-half in Winston-Salem against the Demon Deacons. Well, that line moved. It was five-and-a-half. Now it's four-and-a-half. I just think it's going to be a better game. Wake should beat them. If Jacksonville State can beat them, Wake can beat them. But I think – Norvell has them lit, and uh, there's a lot of pressure on Florida State to perform this week after losing that game. They played great against Notre Dame, blew that game last week. I say they're in that game and cover. And then as far as Clemson, they're going to beat Georgia Tech's ass. And uh, I like Kansas State outright to beat Nevada in Manhattan. I got crabs there once. 
uh, Minnesota and Colorado. I think Colorado beats the Gophers in Rado. And I'm going to, you know, you're going to laugh when I say this because I'm a huge Cane Day fan. I love the Canes, but I think Michigan State goes down there and beats them outright. I think uh, Miami so far in this season early on has looked terrible. Uh, Alabama kicked their ass. They were losing to Appalachian State late. They won the game. They shouldn't have won that game either. I think Michigan State's played good football. No one respects Michigan State at all as they continue to win. I won't be surprised they went outright. Sparty going to South Beach for the early kickoff and taking care of business on Saturday. All right, let me give you some more. USC, of course, fires Clay Helton. They now go to Wazoo to take on Washington State. Now minus seven and a half road favorite for the Trojans. Tulsa visits Ohio State, who is very unhappy after losing to Oregon at home. Minus 24 and a half at the shoe. I think this is going to be a fun game. Mississippi State at Memphis on Saturday. Mike Leach and the Bulldogs, minus three and a half right now. Number two, Georgia, minus 31 and a half against South Carolina. They're awful. Iowa State off a bad loss at home to arch rival Iowa. Heading to Allegiant, Scotty to take on UNLV, one of the worst teams in the country. 31 and a half for the Cyclones on the road. All right, look, I think USC goes up to Pullman and and beats their ass. How's that sound? I think USC is going to win that game easily. It was eight and a half, now it's seven and a half. It gets more delicious as the week goes on. I think Ohio State is going to take out their problems on Tulsa. I know everyone thinks Tulsa is going to be in this game. I'm not buying it. I think Ohio State, after the bloodletting last week at Oregon, they are going to abuse Tulsa. And people don't believe that? Well, then we'll see, won't we? I think Mississippi State wins that game outright. I'll lay the, the points. I got it at whatever, three. And I, I, I think you said it's three and a half now. Uh, I like Georgia, but South Carolina, give me the fat number to cover. It's always a good game. And... I don't even remember. Iowa State's going to roll. Sports info. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Always love talking to Scoop Mish, Craig Mish from Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. You can follow Matt Craig Mish on social media, Twitter, uh, etc. All right, Scoop, good to see you. Let's start with uh, the Red Sox. A huge win last night uh, for them in Seattle. They doubled them up 8-4. Schwarber had the big hit. They're playing them again today uh, in the afternoon out there, and it's one nothing Boston already. 
every single game is so crucial now for the Yankees and Red Sox. And, mm-hmm. you know, frankly, Toronto, while they're at it, all that work they did to go 15 of 18, they're winning today. But they have to win every night uh, because we're running out of days and games. So how big is this road trip and these games in Seattle for the Red Sox? I, I mean, Scott, it's big for them. It's big for a half a dozen teams in the league. And and I think that this is kind of what baseball was looking for when they added the second wild card a few years ago. They were looking to have a final week of the season that felt like the postseason. Uh, we are headed there. Scott, I got to tell you, I don't think the next week or so is going to mean much. Teams are just going to be beating on, uh, beating up on each other. And I think that we're going to go down to the last week of the season. And I think this is all going to get determined maybe on the last day of the season. I think there's a chance we're going to have a play-in game to get to the wild card in both the American League and the National League. So this is setting up perfectly uh, in terms of having to win every day, Scott, of course. I mean, that's kind of what they have to do. Um, Look, Boston has overachieved for sure, no doubt. They put themselves in this position off a great first half and a so-so second half. Yankees have just been wildly inconsistent all season long. They look like the best team in baseball. They look like the worst team in baseball. Uh, I love it. I think it's great. So let me break down the Yankees with you a little bit because they've been so god-awful. I mean, I know they hit five home runs last night in Baltimore. I won't be surprised at all. Now, listen, I bet on Cole. But I'm not betting on anyone else that starts for them. I won't be surprised they lose tonight because they have struggled mightily against the Orioles, whereas the Rays beat them in 18 of 19. Every time it it seems to me the Yankees uh, hook up with the Orioles, it's been a problem. Why do you think this team that won 13 in a row, then turned around and lost 11 of 13, can't figure out how to be consistent at all ever the whole season because they're just not that good. How about that reasoning? Yeah, I think if I had the answer, I would be the general manager or the assistant general manager or maybe running running an organization. I can tell you, Scott, the reason why they used to beat up on Baltimore all the time, and his name is Gleyber Torres. I mean, that guy was just torching the Orioles for years, and, and obviously that's not happening now, but um, – Look, it it gets to this point in the season, April baseball, September baseball. Teams tend to play pretty intense in April and loose in September, and maybe that's potentially what we're seeing with the Orioles. But, look, I don't have the answer to what's going on with the Yankees. It's one of the more explicable things of the baseball season is to see a team that hot and cold. Um, But, again, you know, they'll get themselves down to the end, I would guess, and, and have a chance to get in in the final week. So they've moved him over to second base. Is the next move out the door for him in New York? You know, that's a tough one. You know, they they, they stuck with Gary Sanchez. Um, my guess is they'll stick with Torres, uh, at least for the time being. But it, I, I mean, look, it's a fair question at this point. He just, he, uh, you know, he hasn't been as good as they thought. You know, I don't know how much further I can go on it. I mean, and the, and the bullpen, I have to ask you about Chapman. Carver High and I have had many conversations on the radio side at night. Mafia doesn't like the Yankees, so he just says uh, bad things about him and laughs and gives me the finger. Whereas Carver High and I like the Yankees. And when we watch Chapman, we see a guy that just doesn't uh, scare anybody anymore. What has happened to him? Has he just hit the end? 
if if so, it's like if he didn't have those issues off the field, you'd you'd have a conversation with Chapman and and say he could pitch eight to ten more years as a seventh inning guy or an eighth inning guy or a left-handed specialist. I mean, Scott. I mean, look, Chapman is is on a different level than the next name I'm going to mention to you, but you know the name very well because he pitched on the Mets back uh, when they were you know back in the mid to early 2000s, Oliver Perez, remember him? Remember how hard he used sure. to throw from the left side? They could use, Chapman could pitch forever just pitching against left-handers if he wanted to, but I just think that what you said is probably accurate. It, there does come a point for every pitcher where they reach a point that they can't get consistent outs against righties, and for the lefties, that's sort of the death knell for getting the ninth inning. It happened with Andrew Miller. It happened with Brad Hand. We also understand Chapman's on another level than those two uh, players that I mentioned, but would it shock you to see both Miller and Hand out of baseball when two years ago they were probably the best left-handed pitchers in their league? It wouldn't. Maybe this is it. We'll see. It's crazy, right? Uh, Did you watch the 30 for 30 uh, Once Upon a Time in Queens? The first two episodes were last night. The finish is tonight. Two more hours of it. I grew up uh, a Pirate fan, and there was no team that I wanted to watch more or wanted to hate more than the New York Mets. When I was going to Three Rivers Stadium every night, I had season tickets. I went every single night and I watched every one of those guys rake against the Pirates. Not only did they kill them, but they constantly were getting in fistfights, the Pirates and Mets. They hated each other's guts and they had brawls left and right. Every time they played, they had uh, brawls. And I mean, they broke out all over the place. I got to tell you, though, even though I hated him, I was fascinated by him and everything that was going on around him back then in the mid 80s. And particularly, you know, 85 and 86, they were really good in 85 and 86. They won it all. I got to tell you, I watched that thing last night. I'm automatically watching it tonight. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, see, the problem is, Scott, is that my wife grew up uh, in New York, and and she was a huge Mets fan, and so I'm not allowed to start the, the series without her. So um going to have to wait a couple more days for this thing to be complete, and then we'll knock them out one at a time. Just one of those things where if we both agree to watch something, and it's a rare occasion because, you know, watching sports with my wife is not something that doesn't happen. Yeah, so so this is one that I'm kind of in on. So I can't watch Ted Lasso. I can't watch, uh, you know, the uh, Cobra Kai. Like, they're, they're just some shows, Scott, that when they're on, no matter if they're streaming or live, I'm not allowed until she says wow. so. And so that's, that's what makes like, a, a good marriage, though. I guess we're still, you know, yeah. married for a long time here. So Let's I see. guess it works. I'll let you know next week. Okay, I'm going to give you a tip here, okay? Uh, I don't wait around for 34C to tell me what to watch. I watch everything without her. If she wants to watch Animal Kingdom with me, saddle up. Let's go. If you're not involved in my binge watching, then you lose. Ted Lasso. I mean, I've watched every one. She doesn't even know who Ted Lasso is. I got every series, every show. I watched them all. I, like, what am I going to wait around to watch sports with my wife? I'll be dead before she watches sports with me. I couldn't get her to watch sports if it was game seven of the Stanley Cup finals and I was having a penguin party at my house and they were winning their fifth cup and Carver High was at my house drunk. She still wouldn't watch the game if she was five feet from the TV. Now, let me ask you about, so in other words, don't listen to your wife. Uh, okay. And hide the money Thank from you. your wife. Remember that, too, if you win. But that's hide the money okay. from your wife. She'll go buy a 50 you know, Scott. When we uh, talk about the Cardinals 
on this show, we always talk about titles. They win titles. I don't think they're winning a title, but they just got that wild card spot and they are yeah. in it to win it. What do you think of the job Schultz done to get them into this position? You know, I, you know, I'm not sure it's really him. Like that team was supposed to be this good. They were supposed to win 85 games. So, uh, you know, their hitting has been suspect all season. It, it's a little shocking. Uh, I, I do think if, if you're asking me my opinion and, and listen, give the credit to St. Louis at the deadline, they made two trades that looked like they made no sense at all. They got Jay Happ and John Lester. Like, I mean, come on. I mean, those are not moves you make. I mean, I, I don't even know why they got John Lester in the first place, but they did. And, and he has helped them. They still don't hit as well as they should. They have Goldschmidt, Arenado. I mean, they, they should be much better. But Scott, isn't this more of the Padres completely falling apart, right? Like to me, yeah. I, I think that's I think that's more of it. Now, Cincinnati's been been in it now for about two months. So I'll give them credit for kind of hanging around. And I still think they got a great shot, by the way, because they'll play St. Louis. And that's the key down the stretch is you get those head-to-head games. Uh, you know, for me, the Padres, they fired their pitching coach, Larry Rothschild. You remember him, Scott, with the right. Marlins in 97? They won the World Series there with him as pitching coach. They fired him. Their pitching's been worse. It seems like they're grasping at straws. Uh, I think the Padres are going to be in some trouble, and I think some people are going to be in trouble in San Diego in the offseason. They, they completely fell apart. I thought the Arietta decision was laughable. I got under a minute, respectfully. Uh, the Dodgers got in. The Giants are in. We know that. They were the first to 90. Do you believe in the Giants-Brewers for the pennant, or are you on the Dodgers to get into that situation? Yeah, I, I, st- I still would not go against the Dodgers having Scherzer and Kershaw and uh, and Bueller. Giants have had a wonderful season. Perhaps they could still do it. Um, would I, I think I think Brewers Dodgers to me would be the uh, the NLCS guy. The Brewers lost today to the Tigers, but they yeah. have been incredible. Is their pitching actually at the end of the day better than everybody's? I mean, because I think the Giants have great pitching. I think the Brewers do, and I think you you mentioned the Dodgers. Uh, pitching obviously uh, has been there as well, but is it the Brewers that have the best pitching? I got thirty seconds. Uh, not the best. I mean, the, the, their front two are as good as anybody else's, but no, not the best. They get into a seven-game series. You love the Brewers. The five-game series a little bit dicey. They're going to have to win one of the first two games. All right, Scoop. Always a pleasure talking baseball with you. Uh, good luck with your wife. That sounds like a real problem down there. You should watch that tonight. There's really a horrible language in it. You're going to love it. At least I do. I like the bad language. Here he is, Craig Mish, everybody. Fantasy Sports Today. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Hi, Pharrell back on uh, Coast to Coast. And we got Matt Paris. He covers uh, the Washington football team for the Washington Times on C to C today to break down uh, what's going on with Washington as they get ready for their game tomorrow night against the Giants. Matt, can you even believe, because uh, I, I almost fell over when I saw that the Giants have beaten them, uh, or what are they, going for six in a row against them, or have they won six in a row against them? I can't keep track of it all. Uh, it's six straight they're going for. Right, yeah. You know, it is really crazy if you look at it. I mean, Daniel Jones, the way he's performed against every other team in the league, basically, he's been a below-average quarterback. But against these guys, he, he performs really well. Like, here's a stat for you. Daniel Jones has eight career wins. Four of them have come against Washington. So, you know, they definitely need to play better against him, uh, be able to force those turnovers. And But so far, Daniel Jones has had Washington's number throughout his career. I mean, I, I can't even fathom that, to be honest with you, because I think he's terrible. And everybody's too nice to this guy, as far as I'm concerned, kind of, you know, Early on here in his career, they've given him like a hall pass because, I mean, they abuse Sam Darnold. They abuse everyone in New York. They abuse any player on any team in any league that doesn't perform in New York. And this guy has flat out not performed. And yet, and the other day against Denver, he fumbled the ball away. Uh, He just continues to suck. But then when he plays Washington, the guy looks like Eli Manning in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. It's inexplicable to me. Now, let me ask you this question. I heard that, you know, in the offseason, all I hear is the Washington football team has the best defense, and they're, you know, going to win the East because of their defense, and then they get Fitzmagic. We'll talk about that in a minute. But defensively, I've heard all this, uh, you know, accolade stuff that they're dominant. They were anything but dominant at all against the Chargers. They did not look like they knew whether they were coming or going all day. Herbert did whatever he wanted. He threw the ball to Williams at will on fourth downs. He connected every time. Where's this great defense? Because I haven't seen any of it yet. Yeah, it's a great question. And you just have to look at them on third down the other day. They're the 14, they allowed 14 third down conversions that tied a franchise record. Uh, it hadn't done that since 1994. No team had done that since 2011. And so, you know, they have problems right now. Ron Rivera said after the game that guys were in the wrong spots, that they had missed assignments and playing the wrong roles. And that just can't happen if you are a top defense like they want to be. But, you know, it is still early in the season. They do have some talent on this roster. You look at their pass rushers and Chase Young and Montez Sweat. They have great interior linemen and Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, and their back seven are pretty good too in the secondary. So, you know, they have some talent. There is time for this to turn around, but, you know, Justin Herbert really carved them up on Sunday. I got to tell you, for me, Matt, they have to attack this guy and win this game or people are going to start turning on them in D.C. as quick as, you know, you and I got on TV today because – You cannot continue to get all this hype and then not back it up. I think Chase Young is a violent talent. I I think the guy's scary. He's a monster. And you know what? It's about time he plays like one instead of uh, all the ESPN hype and all the, you know, people just talking about him like he's the answer to everybody's problems. 
He's got to go out and play like Lawrence Taylor for once because I'm about sick and tired of hearing about how great he is when he doesn't do anything. I mean, if you're ever going to do it, this would be the offensive line to do it. The, the Giants' offensive line isn't very good. Andrew Thomas has been a disappointment throughout his career so far. And, and Nate Shoulder, Shoulder he, he's been around for a while. You know, they like to – Washington likes to – move their uh, defensive linemen around on both sides, like against the Chargers. Uh, he started on the left side going against Rashawn Slater. That wasn't working, so they moved Chase Young over to the right, and he had a little bit more success there. So, you know, this would be a matchup to exploit. They did sack Daniel Jones uh, five times last year in their second meeting. So they've gotten to him before, but the key for Washington's defense is to be able to force those turnovers because – you know, Daniel Jones, he's fumbled 30 times in his career. He's lost 18 of them. But those 18 haven't been against Washington. So, you know, they really need that, that turnover luck to start going uh, Washington's way. And so if they can do that and get to Jones, then I, I like the, uh, Washington's chances to kind of bounce back here. You know, Matt, I got to ask you, I, I think in all reality, uh, I'm about done listening to Ryan Fitzpatrick, this great quarterback. I mean, he reminds me of a United Van Lines. He's moved around so much because he's never gotten it done anywhere. All I hear about is how he's this clutch, you know, guy, like even in Miami. He didn't do anything in Miami. What did he, what did he do? He didn't, he didn't do anything. I think people are enamored with his beard so much that they fail to realize that he's average. I think that Heineken actually, cold Heineken light, has more talent, I really believe that, than Fitzpatrick. And I think he's going to prove it. And he really doesn't have a whole lot of time in the window to do it. It's now or never for him. Because I honestly think that if in this window when Fitz is out, if this guy can light it up and win some games, he may keep the job. Right, yeah. You know, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world. Washington wasn't nearly as devastated as you would expect him to be when uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick went down. They have a lot of faith in Taylor Heineke. They were really impressed with what he was able to do last year for the playoff games um, when he came in and played really well against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so they have a lot of confidence in him. And, yeah, this is his time to do that. The thing I would worry about if you're a Washington fan or even just if you just watch a team at all is Taylor Heineke has a shaky injury history as well. He had that one start in Carolina in 2018. He got hurt after that. He busted his shoulder last year in last year's playoff game. So it's not the most stable quarterback situation for Washington right now. This is an opportunity for Taylor Heineke to go out there and impress further. What is uh, the Riverboat Gambler saying about his depth at that position? He always plays like he's not worried about anything, and I'm not buying that either. Do you think he's comfortable with his situation that he's in right now? And he's, you know, because he said, well, guys get injured all the time. It is what it is. But do you think he's nervous about uh, the predicament that they're in? going into a primetime Thursday night game and moving forward. I mean, if you don't start winning, uh, you know, people, it's funny to me, Matt, people act like the first quarter of the season doesn't matter. And you and I both know every single week matters in the NFL. Cause if you lose a quarter of the season, you're not going to the playoffs. Yeah. And it especially matters uh, for these guys, especially if you look at their schedule later on, they face Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. There's this, Brutal stretch in the middle of October where 
they're really going to have the gauntlet. And so they have to win early on. And, you know, to answer your question of how Ron Rivera feels about the depth, he's expressed confidence. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see if things continue to go south. Will he reach out to Cam Newton? Now, so far, Washington has resisted past uh, chances to reach out to Newton to, to sign him. And he is comfortable with Taylor Heineke. And there's another guy, Kyle Allen, who was their starter last year. He's their third-string quarterback right now. But Rivera really believes in Kyle Allen as well. So if Heineke gets hurt or doesn't perform, I think it'll be Kyle Allen's turn to lead the offense. But it it is not the most stable situation. I just want to ask you lastly about uh, the schedule that you brought up because it is brutal. I mean, you got to win this game because you're going to go to uh, Buffalo and you're going to get your ass beat. And then uh, you play the Falcons on the road. I think they could actually win that game. But then they have the Saints in D.C., the Chiefs in D.C., and then you go to the Packers and to the Broncos and come home to Tom Brady that you mentioned. I mean, that's a nightmare. You talk about that schedule. You're right. What that is, that's a horror movie with, like, a lot of blood, like Carrie. You remember that movie? Carrie, she was – they poured all the blood on her at the prom – that's what, that's what Washington's schedule's like, Matt. Yeah, it is. But, you know, if they can just get by, you look at December, then they close with five straight NFC East games. And so, you know, they could look out of it and then very well by the end of the season, depends on depending on how Dallas does, New York, even I guess the Eagles, they looked okay on Sunday. You know, the division could still very be up for grabs. So even if they – really struggle here and are below 500 entering December. As long as they're still within a game or two back of the division, they should have their chance to win the NFC East again just because of how they were last year. You know, they were two and seven, and then they went on this run to to close the season strong. So, you know, pay attention to those five games near the end of the season because that'll really tell you about their chances, whether they can win the NFC East again or not. Uh, I, I got to run, Matt, but let me just say I'm very happy that you weren't sprayed with poop water at FedEx Field last week like everyone else in the stands. Thank God you weren't anywhere near that. You were above it in the press box. I'm glad you weren't involved in that. That would have been horrific for you. Thanks for coming on Coast to Coast, buddy. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. I know I had a nice suit on, too. I would have been mad if I got dirty, but no, I was thankfully okay there, so. All right, Matt, we'll get you back on Coast to Coast again soon. Enjoy the game tomorrow night, buddy. All right, there he is, Matt Paris of the Washington Times. Carver, hi, what do you think? Uh, Giants and Joe Judge taking on Washington tomorrow night in D.C. They beat them five straight times. People are already talking about Judge being on the hot seat. People are already bashing Danny never throws dimes. Danny Fumbleitis is what we should call him. What do you think happens tomorrow? Yeah, it is kind of amazing, Scotty, how Daniel Jones has only really beaten Washington, four of his eight wins all time against the WFT. I I don't know. I don't like this spot for the Giants. I really don't. I think that uh, Ice Cold Heineken can play a little bit, and I think the Giant D absolutely sucked on Sunday against the Denver Broncos. So I think this actually is a spot where Washington does win some kind of a sloppy 20 to 17, 16, 14. Oh yeah. This is not, this is not going to be Raiders Ravens Monday night. The other night, you're not going to get excitement. So they won't cover. 
Um, look, I, I, I think it's, I don't actually don't think they will. If you get it over three, three and a half, if you get to, I think I'd probably take the giants, but I think that Washington is going to win this game outright. Scott. I mean, you gotta be kidding me. They can't win that game by a touchdown at home. Uh, with honestly, like either one of them, you lose that game, both of them. And they're against the eight ball, the rest of the way. Not, I mean, not in the conference, not in the, not in the division. But yeah. in their season, you've already lost two games. I mean, you just don't even matter anymore almost. I, I think you said it right about Washington. Uh, it's really key for them because they got to go to Buffalo the next week. So if you do lose on Thursday night, you're staring 0-3 in the face big time, whereas the Giants have more of a winnable game the week after that. Um, so I think that the pressure's on Washington here at home on a Thursday night, get to one and one ice cold Heineken, getting it done, maybe by a touchdown sky. I'm, I'm leaning towards the under though. I think that this is going to be a little sloppy, uh, and not sloppy because of any pipes, uh, pipes bursting down there in Washington. Hopefully they got that cleaned up by Thursday. Yeah. I want to say this too, cause they're going to Buffalo. I don't think the Bills lose another home game after they lost to Pittsburgh. The rest of their schedule, to me, they win all their games at home, including Washington. I think they'll beat their ass. Uh, We got a lot going on here. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Peyton Manning later. Some more we'll hear from Joe Judge. It's coast to coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Boston has the lead in Seattle, 3-0. Roberto Clemente day going on. How about the Marlins? They were losing. Now they're winning in D.C. The Nats have blown this game. It's 8-6. Bottom of the night, nobody on, one out. They were up, and now they're not. Now they're going to lose. Jays are up 6-1 on the Rays in Toronto, top seven. And the Tigers already beat the Brewers 4-1. So a crazy start to the games today. A little bit later, Reds and Pirates at around 635 Eastern and Pittsburgh at PNC. So, Carver High, what did uh, Peyton Manning do? I mean, this is really kind of bizarre, isn't it, the story? Yeah, he was telling this story during the Peyton and Eli broadcast the other night that one time during a game he cursed at a ref on the field. So he decided to go and write that referee an apology letter to say sorry, and I didn't mean to yell at you on the field. Now, let me ask you, in your illustrious career here in broadcasting, have you ever – cursed at let's say a program director maybe a rival host maybe somebody got under your skin did you write them a letter 
afterwards to say how sorry you were for what happened in that situation like Peyton Manning did, Scotty? No. <laughs> I have lit everyone up, and I have cussed out everyone, every boss, <laughs> every program director, uh, hosts that were soft, that had it coming. I wasn't going to take any heat from anybody. I know that I was Satan. I have been called Satan before. But I also know uh, for a fact that I'm cool to everybody. If you're a D, you got it coming. I'm going to let you have it. If you're cool, I'm the coolest guy in the world to hang around with. But if you're soft and you want to try to get me to business, I'll give you something to think about. And I have some fantastic stories of lighting people up and getting fired. Trust me, you. And I've gone out with a bang at a few places, including MTV. And I put a cigarette out on that Chick McGrath's desk. That was an epic move. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that you could not have possibly apologized. I mean, come on, Peyton. I know that you're Mr. Good Guy, but don't even write the ref an apology. Calm down, dude. I called a guy a C like two years ago. You're listening to sports news you can actually use. Actionable insights and expert perspectives on daily sporting events. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.